0: This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the story of the 2013 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. Now streaming only on Hulu. Uh,
1: I have been watching all of those 2021 Spotify raps that i've been getting and my friends have been getting and a weird thing this year that they do is they take all the music that you've listened to this past year and give you like a musical aura like an emotional energy and they give you like two words for the emotional state of your music listening (laughs) you know that and it was like you're angsty and you're this like if you had to do a spotify wrapped emotional aura for the year 2021 what would the two or three emotions be
2: Gosh. Hmm. I mean, I'm thinking it's like agony and ecstasy, because this was the year that we <laughs> thought the vaccine was going to promise deliverance, and then there was Delta and Omicron. It's like we thought we'd be able to travel and see loved ones, and then we kind of did, but then new waves. It was a whiplashy mm-hmm. year. I get that. Adi?
3: You know that gif of the actor Nathan Fillion, where he's sort of like, he's someone says something weird and he points like, uh, that's not quite... That's how I felt all year. (laughs) Hey, y'all. This is Sam's Aunt Betty. This week, a special year-end game of Who Said That? All right. Let's start the show.
1: Hey, y'all. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders. And today on the show, something a little different. To celebrate making it through 2021, we are skipping our usual panel chat and just going right to the fun part. We're going to play an omnibus version of my favorite game, Who Said That? This is a game where I read three quotes Ooh, from the week M&A, M&A, of news, and the guests have to guess who said it. But because this is a very special year-end episode, this Who Said That is going to be a special 2021 edition. Today, I'll be reading five quotes from the year of important stories from the news, and my guests will try to guess. Here to play the game with me are... Honestly, my favorite dynamic duo to have on this show, maybe ever, all the time. <laughs> NPR co-hosts of All Things Considered, Audie Cornish and Ari Shapiro. Hello, hello, hey. hello. Hi. Let's
2: get on this.
3: Yeah, omnibus, you don't have like theme music for us, or like the <laughs> wow. like applause, special post. effects. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you are in the studio. You could have all of the NPR employees there clap for you, right? All now into the thirty microphone. on the other side of the soundproof booth, so you wouldn't actually <laughs> yeah. hear yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So y'all have played this game before. It's very simple. I share a quote. You tell me who said it or guessed the story that I'm talking about. But for this one, the quote could have come from any point throughout the year and any story from this year. Okay? Mm.
2: Wait, before we even start, can we guess who one or more of the quotes is going to come from? Like, I don't even know what quotes you've chosen, but I'm going to say uh-huh. one of them is
1: Anthony Fauci. <laughs> oh, you know, last year was, I would say 2020 was his year. Oh, Oh. Okay. All right. 2021, it's just like, yeah, sure. All right, Anthony, you're still <laughs> We've here. heard okay. enough of All right,
3: all right. Enough We've calisthenics, enough. sorry. Okay, because... <laughs>
2: <laughs> just got to warm up the... Yeah, the, stop, the stop stalling. Stop I
3: also don't know anything. I've been in a fugue state for nine months, so um, I look <laughs> Must forward nice. to this.
1: Yeah. I will say there's no Fauci in this game. Wow, okay. Sorry to all the... Was it Fauci-sexuals, oh. Anthony? <laughs> oh. like, what was the word for them, member?
3: Yeah, That wasn't the word. Yeah, that wasn't the word. (laughs) But I I remember conceptually what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
1: Boomer ladies who were in love with that man. It was cute. (laughs) All right. Here's the first quote. My life now reflects not just the person that I want to be, but the person that I really feel like I am. Yeah. Which is not perfect, but somebody who tries very hard and cares very much about being honest and authentic and accountable. Hmm. Any guesses? I can keep going.
3: Wait, there's more to this Cut. statement? Yeah.
1: A celebrity who rekindled an old flame this year. Oh, well, is it? Go ahead. Is Honest. it Ben Affleck? Yes, it is Ben Affleck. Oh. It's Ben Affleck. And let me Am finish I the Am I misremembering
2: quote. or was there a Benifer moment in the last time we there did, was. said that? There was. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. it. Audie, <laughs> were you just giving me that? I feel like you should have been all over
3: Well, that. I think also maybe I only pay attention to the Jennifer part of Benifer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no. So I will finish the quote from Ben. He says, it's hard There's to say more. Who benefits more. <laughs> yes. Without going into gossipy detail. I could just say that I feel great about being very healthy and it is a good story. It's a great story. And, you know, maybe one day I'll tell it. I'll write it all out and then I'll light it on fire. That man is in love. Oh. Yeah. So that was Ben Affleck talking to Wall Street Journal magazine about his relationship with J-Lo. <laughs>
2: the perfect venue for that yeah. conversation. Exactly. <laughs> Did it move the markets is the question.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and as you both recalled, uh, we talked about Benifer 2.0 for about a month straight on this show when it happened <laughs> because I was obsessed. Um, it was a perfect bit of lovely nostalgia in this year of darkness. I liked it.
3: Also, this year of nostalgia, let's face it. I mean, so much of what we took in, A, so much of what we took in in general, right? We're getting towards the end of streaming options, but what they're starting to feed us now are more nostalgia-based items, Um, whether that's Friends or, in a way, Dune, right? Like, it's just a lot of reliving certain...
1: Sex and the City. Ideas, Sex and the City. Oh, you're right. The pop culture aura of this year is... Uh, existing IP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not Everything wrong. Everything old is new.
3: Not wrong, uh, yeah.
1: Here's the next quote. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Oh, I know. I'm begging of you. Please yeah, don't hesitate. Who? Well,
2: I'm, obviously, I feel Dolly like Parton? I should give you this one. Yeah, she recorded that Instagram video as she was getting her uh... shot.
0: Nice. Yeah, Dolly
1: Parton. That was her singing about getting her vaccine. She sung it to the tune of her classic, Jolene.
0: Vaccine,
3: vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Uh,
1: this vaccine, happened in March vaccine, when the vaccines were starting vaccine, to get rolled vaccine, out and everyone was really excited about them. She was getting her first dose of the Moderna vaccine. Which a she vaccine gave that a she million dollars
2: to help fund. Yeah,
1: yeah she gave a million dollars to Vanderbilt University Medical Center which worked with Moderna to develop the vaccine with a public radio connection. Yeah, because she is cool with Jad, Jad dad, who's father, a doctor, host of radio. Yeah, Art. yeah. She also said at the time, "quote
3: Don't be such a chicken squat. Get out there and get shot."
1: I mean, this really was her year. This was Dolly's. <laughs> was not every it? year her year? I feel no, like we've this been is saying significant. This was her I year mean, people.
3: I think now. just the other day, Jennifer Aniston was kind of complaining a little bit about people reacting to her being pro-vaccine. And Nashville country music, despite her legend status, it can be quite inhospitable. If you kind of go in the opposite direction of whichever way the audience winds are blowing. So it's actually no small thing that she's done what she's done and become essentially the country's fairy godmother in the process. Yeah. Uh, So to me, there's a little bit of extra applause here and underscoring what she's done.
2: She's always been so judicious with where and when she takes a stand. And so the fact that she decided to do it in this case is significant.
1: She's our queen. And then it's like you compare her to other celebrities and their vaccine behavior this year. I'm thinking about Nicki Minaj. It's like... Whose there were such friends, highs balls, and lows. Something, yes, something yeah. Nicki Minaj. No, I <laughs> wanted to have two vaccine quotes, but I can only do one. But I said we're gonna make a coda Nicki Minaj being foolish about the vaccine in the Met Gala. We first found out that Nicki Minaj was an anti vaxxer when she couldn't attend the Met Gala because she wasn't vaxxed. Well, she was and doing her when, own
2: research, right.
1: Exactly. And she goes on to explain that the vaccine caused her cousin's friend in Trinidad to become impotent and uh, that parts of his body became swollen and caused his wedding to be called off. I think that was a different problem. Just saying. I think the, com- the the like government of Trinidad went and
2: researched that and they then did. they did they were like yeah. Nikki no Nikki we no have been <laughs> unable to track down Nikki's cousin's friend. As we stand now, there is absolutely no report. Reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad, or I dare say, Doctor Hanks, anywhere else? None that, we know. None that we know of anywhere else in the
1: world. Yes, what I want is for Dolly Parton to call up Nicki Minaj and say, "Get it together. We are two divas who need to be on the right side of history."
2: I'm not sure Nikki would
1: find Dolly persuasive. <laughs> uh, yeah, on that I have point. a hard
3: time picturing Dolly sending a "gather yourself" text. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a bit of a stretch.
1: True, true. Uh, all right, who got that point?
3: Wait, that and was... was uh, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I was okay. like, wait, are we still all playing right. the game I, at this point? <laughs> I would
1: say that this whole episode is the game. Oh, as right, I, right, right,
3: per right. There's, there's a email, format <laughs> to this show, you call it. Interesting. A little bit.
1: Coming up, more of our year-end game of Who Said That with NPR's Ari Shapiro and Audie Cornish. Here's a hint for the next quote. We're going to need...
0: FX is clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Here's a familiar situation. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
4: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework.
0: This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Lisa, in collaboration with West Elm. Discover the new natural hybrid mattress, expertly crafted from natural latex and certified safe foams designed with your health and the planet in mind. Visit leesa.com to learn more.
4: This message comes from We Can Do Hard Things. Glennon Doyle, her wife Abby Wambach, and sister Amanda talk about all the hard things in life so people can all live a little bit less alone. Listen and follow We Can Do Hard Things wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, here's the next quote. Then this is about a big story from the news this year, so tell me what the story is about. We are all in our own little way that ship oh was that this year the suez yeah, canal
2: bro. yeah the suez canal ship <laughs> god that feels that like a we, lifetime that was ago within
3: this calendar year
2: <laughs> yo this, it's this is more about 2021 than any analysis we could offer that's that true was the, this the what year? is time joke <laughs> yeah mess.
3: for real so
1: that quote comes from cartoonist Chaz hutton he made a cartoon about this ship stuck in the suez canal that went viral on twitter the ship is called the Ever Given. It blocked the Suez Canal for six days in March. It stopped worldwide shipping. And according to the New York Times, it froze nearly $10 billion in trade a day. Uh, The ship was one of the largest container ships ever built. And I don't know how no one predicted this. Like, come on, ship people. This is like your number one job. Well, what
3: I remember is that that's also when we started talking about the supply chain in our news stories, mm-hmm, yeah. and but it was very vague. It was like this could affect the supply chain, and you could hear the <laughs> yeah. listeners' eyes glaze over because Be like, it, what? Yeah, it was like oh, this far off concept that's never really going to affect us or might not affect us for many months, and now here we are, just kind and of now. with a greater understanding of that in general. Um, but, yeah, that's what I remember from that story, supply and, chain. And
2: also infrastructure, because yes. as the ships get bigger and bigger, the canals stay the same size, and you have less and less room for error. Yeah.
1: And apparently the ship is back. The Ever Given is back, and I think it's going to go through the Suez Canal again soon, if it hasn't already. And it's Much like, no, like Tiger no.
2: King, it will return for the <laughs> second season. When well, you think you've seen it all, you haven't quite seen it
1: all. Our attention will be riveted once again. Uh-huh. I will say all this supply chain stuff, it's changed the way that I behave. Like, I am in the process of getting Christmas gifts for people, and I'm only getting ones that I can go pick up in the store. I'm not having mm. anything mailed this year. I'm scared. I'm scared.
3: Oh, I've been doing subscriptions here and there for people mm. for things, which I think are kind of nice. But yeah, for sure, the idea that like do you want to contribute to this problem, or are you worried yeah. about the well, problem? It, or
1: Also, it was a good moment for Americans to realize that all this stuff isn't that easy. I think we got really used to telling Jeff Bezos to get it to our house the next day. Yes. And it's like, actually, a lot goes into these things.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and also, I think that um, one thing that's been, I like to underscore in these stories I don't hear enough, is that it's often not that you won't get what you you want it you won't get it in the exact way you want exactly the day you want which is we're spoiled like we're spoiled consumers so So it's kind of like what i'm not gonna get that water bottle and teal like Mm -hmm. that's not an (laughs) empty shelf you know what i'm saying like countries have really seen inflation and empty shelves and we ain't seen it yet but the dialogue is such because everyone's so used to getting what they want almost immediately
2: I just think it's so interesting to pull back the curtain and see how the sausage is made because we do take so much for granted that when you actually think about like, well, what happens when stuff gets to the port of Los Angeles or the yeah. Suez Canal or like, it's actually really interesting and there are a lot of good stories in there.
3: And what happens is yeah. people. Soylent Green is people mm-hmm. is the joke, right? Like the supply chain is people <laughs> yeah. and all, and, and it's like people have to work at the warehouse. People have to drive the truck. People have to work the extra hours. And let's face it, we have all assumed that that stuff just kind of happened it's like oh i don't know automation no it's actual people who no longer want to work overtime without a mask with bosses that
1: don't treat them well
3: um so i want to i'm super interested in 2022 like what that will the market respond to that
1: i remember when the supply chain issues began early in the pandemic when no one could get their hands on a nintendo switch
2: well, I thought you were going to say toilet days, paper. It was toilet paper, yeah. <laughs> and Clorox. Oh, you're Nintendo right. Switch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have a Nintendo Switch, but I have a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> just saying. You win. All right, you here's... just
3: won the game with that quote. <laughs> that that better make the edit. That was perfect.
1: Coming up: Italian villas, HBO's Succession, and arguably the biggest story of the year.
4: This message comes from Apple Pay. Everyone knows that credit card numbers can be stolen. But you know what's harder to steal? Your face. With Apple Pay, your purchases are authenticated by you thanks to Face ID, making your smile your signature. Just double-click, smile, and tap. With each tap, your card number and your purchases stay secured. Pay the Apple way with your compatible device anywhere contactless payment is accepted.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Support for NPR and the following message come from Washington Wise. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how it may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise. This message comes from The Run-Through with Vogue. Listen as designers, Vogue editors, and industry icons like Erica Badu and Florence Pugh have in-depth conversations about fashion and culture. New episodes are released each Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's
1: the next quote. The only thing I can see that's good about going to prison is that I'm going to be able to work out a lot and do a lot of yoga and <laughs> detox. <laughs> I
2: have no idea. Wait, this person was part of a group of people. Fiction
3: or nonfiction person?
2: Oh, oh, I have a guess. I have a guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is it the um, January 6th insurrectionist? It um is.
1: Yes. This is Jenna Ryan. She Mm. was one of the people who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th of this year. And she was talking on her TikTok about what she was going to do for her only 60-day prison sentence.
3: Hopefully they have, like, some protein shakes and uh, some protein bars, I think. Because you don't want to eat, like, green bologna. That's what they have to eat. So. I'm going to end up losing weight in prison. Um,
1: She was sentenced on November 4th to 60 days in custody. And the judge, Christopher R. Cooper, he said, quote, you've been very upfront that you feel no sense of shame or guilt. You suggested Antifa was somehow involved. And perhaps most famously, you said that because you had blonde hair and white skin, you wouldn't be going to jail. (laughs) the judge said think again
3: <laughs> i i'm feeling a little sheepish because i originally thought that quote was tom from succession
1: <laughs> oh that's why you were like is this fiction or yeah non-fiction? yeah i was like yeah, i yeah. know this one <laughs> also while we're on it best show of the year my favorite Who is it? visual consumption of this year is success- oh was it's it? because here's the thing are you sure succession works once you realize it's actually a sitcom it is a sitcom because the stakes actually never change no one wins or loses they stay there, and they just Tell kind of to Jeremy perform Strong. comedy for you. Yeah, Jeremy Strong would disagree. But, like, it's kind of like Arrested Development, huh. just with better cinematography.
3: Actually, that's what people thought it was going to be, and I think it, it actually became something a little bit different. But I do hear what you're saying. I've heard a very similar sentiment, but as a critique, that in a way, it's like a series of
1: sketches it is
3: (laughs) right it's a bunch of sketches
1: with great writing
3: yeah yeah I don't know how I feel about that but
1: nothing happens till the dad leaves and if they don't get rid of the dad it's just the stakes never change because he won't lose Fun
2: fact, I actually went to college with Jeremy Strong. My husband and I did plays with him. Was he crazy back then, too? Well, it's funny. I went to that Al Pacino master class that um, is mentioned in the profile. This is the New Yorker profile that got all the attention and everybody in Hollywood rushing to Jeremy Strong's defense. So it talks about this Al Pacino master class. This was at Yale in like the late 90s. Um, But I didn't know the backstory, which you're going to have to read the New Yorker profile. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, I had no idea that that's what this was about.
3: So when you were there, you weren't like, "Why is Al Pacino
2: here?" Um,
3: <laughs> that no, never it occurred was like, to you in your brain, or were you like, "Everyone I'm at, at Yale. Yale was a little of bit like, who wouldn't would want to
2: come talk to us?" <laughs> wow, <laughs> the uh-huh. school has a, a, I think
3: that a,
1: an says more about Yale than self.
2: it does about Absolutely. Jeremy Strong
3: or Al Pacino.
1: Uh-huh. I will yeah. say, seeing celebrities come to Jeremy Strong's defense, I'm just like, there are better things for them to do with their time, power, oh, and visibility. Oh, I don't the same think so. Way. I
3: mean, these, look at the actors who were even doing These are people who also are very into the, like, Craft sentence caps of acting, do you know what I mean? And I think the response on their part, and I'm not defending, like, super famous celebrities, but I think some people looked at this New Yorker profile and thought that it was actually poking fun at people who take craft seriously. And there's a lot of actors right now who are facing a marketplace that they're not clear needs them, right? Because are we going back to the movies or not? And that also, like... The work you do get to do, is it in front of a green screen, swatting at imaginary flying things, or is it acting?
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. It wasn't just taking the work seriously all of his co-stars said in so many words, we can't stand him and he makes it hard for that us. That is not true. So there's true. a way to be a method. I
2: spoke. I, I, like I read it, as it said, more as I worry true. about his well-being. No. I read it more as oh, like, such, we're concerned for his shade. physical and mental. Oh, such,
1: that that well, is such concern trolling. No, that I, is not I, true. I'm First of all, that
3: quote is from Brian prior. Cox who, if you know, his memoir came out this year and that mm-hmm. man does not mince words about anybody for any reason on anything. So I don't really think that's a good See, Aaron Culkin,
1: though, said in that profile, this is not helpful to me. What he does does not help me. And then there was that one part where Shiv, whoever plays Shiv, told him to like F off in the middle of like the script read. I just feel like they all hate him.
3: They don't hate him. Give me a break. Um, I I mean, I spoke to Jay Smith Cameron, who plays Jerry Kelman on that show. I asked her about this and she's like, look, he does what he needs to get there. We all have our process. Um, But it's like a happy she's like it's like a theater troupe but this idea that like people shouldn't just get along be collegial and respect each other but have to like love and like love each, each other. other and hang out at each other's italian villas or whatever is i think
2: a little bit childish
3: but i mean whatever it's twitter people are like haha yeah. twitter comments on a new yorker also, profile it's good for the <laughs> record you're
2: both invited to my italian villa <laughs> Oh, and not just you. because you're my colleagues.
3: Oh, okay. But I have to ask, do you actually have one? I feel like... Of course you'd... I don't have ah, one. I, to I gotta come ask. Come on. I gotta ask. I mean, you dropped your you Jeremy Strong the story listeners. in a very casual way. So I feel like I should <laughs> ask you for your support of public radio. <laughs> I do not have an Italian villa. <laughs> <laughs> don't call your congressman yet.
1: We are going to get to the last quote. I don't know if this game is tight or not. It doesn't matter. Here's the last quote. Ready? And just tell me what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It was a meme stock that really blew up. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Audie, should we say it on the count of three together? I have no idea what it no. is. Oh, What really? if it needs to
1: win? It's GameStop.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. this year? as the kids
1: called it. Yeah, it was this Again, year. was stunk. that this year? That's the name of the episode. <laughs> like, was that this year? That is the name of this episode. A, totally. Was, was that, that this, this year? year? Yep. Okay. So that quote is all about uh, GameStop stock, which came to be called Game GameStonk. Remember that? Mm, yeah. It was so annoying. Anywho, that quote comes from one of the moderators of the subreddit Wall Street Bets. And you might recall that in January of this year, uh, Reddit users discovered that the company GameStop was in financial trouble. So then some of those users invested their own money to make GameStop's stock price go from twenty dollars to $73. But because many analysts had suggested short selling GameStop stocks to make a profit off their prices going down, a lot of other folks ended up losing money. And eventually, the Wall Street Bets Reddit group had over two million members. And I don't even know it. I'll, none of it makes sense to me. But Sam, you're reminding ma- me of.
2: Sorry, go no,
1: I'm trying to finish the quote, but it, it makes me more confused. The moderator said the massive short contributed more toward the meme stock. I don't know what happened, but for a while, GameStop stock was really hot, and then it wasn't. And some folks made money, and some folks lost money, and the stock market is imaginary. Sam, you That's reminded me
2: of the worst part of this story, which was, for journalists anyway, <laughs> the challenge of saying GameStop stock over and over <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Let's do it. GameStop stock. GameStop it stock. It is GameStop a verbal road, road cone stock. for sure. Yeah.
3: It's funny. It's like my brain can only hold so much news and that just sloshed right out. It's like I know I spent many weeks talking about that and now you're telling it to me. I'm like, interesting. Even though I bet if you yeah. Google, like my name is on the like, interviews related to it.
1: Happy to announce the winner of this special year-end edition of Who Said That is, drumroll, Ari Shapiro. <gasps> oh, it's such an honor.
2: Aww. Happy New Year. Thank you.
1: Audie. Yeah. how are you feeling?
3: It's good. I mean, I'm glad I could give him that
2: gift. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me so many <laughs> gifts, Audie. This is just the latest.
3: I have. I have.
1: Thanks again to Adi Cornish and to Ari Shapiro, hosts of NPR's All Things Considered. All right, this week's episode was produced by Janae West, Anjali Sastry-Kirbacheck, Liam McBain, and Audrey Wynn. Our intern is Nathan Pugh. Our editor is Jordana Hochman. And our big boss is NPR's senior VP of programming, Anya Grundman. All right, listeners, till next time, be good to yourselves. I'm Sam Sanders. We'll talk soon.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Get the service you deserve. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
4: Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me isn't just jokes about the week's news, it's also life hacks. For example, here's actor Karen
1: Allen revealing how she got her starring role in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
4: They said, how well can you spit? <laughs> and I just found it coming out of my mouth. I said, oh, I can hawk him with the best.
1: <laughs> I'm Peter Sagal. If you want to increase your self-confidence, then listen to the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me podcast from NPR.